Hello, hello, hello. We are back mm-hmm. once again. You can't see this right now, but we're in elegant gowns. Yep. And by elegant gowns, I mean my pajamas because it is actually in the morning as we record this. And I am in a robe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the um, uh, like whenever there's an award show and it's like the lead up to the red carpet. That's what we're doing right now, yeah. essentially. Yeah. You might have remembered last year mm. we had an award show. Yes. It was uh, quite the time. It was the first annual Star Dazzle Awards. Mm-hmm. And as we hit two years of the podcast, we're doing it again. It's the 2022 Star Dazzle Awards. The Star Dazzle for this year goes to... Do you want us to lose the Star Dazzle Award to Star Dazzle Award? Should we call them the Dazzies? It's like the Razzies, except we actually have respect and love for these films. Yeah, it was just something we knew we wanted to keep doing because mm-hmm. all the presenters were so great. You guys really blew us out of the water. We had, I think, altogether 380 votes. Yeah, crazy. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure last year we had like 80 and we were like, oh my yeah. God, that's crazy. <laughs> So huge increase. Mm-hmm. We're just so happy that you like this because mm-hmm. um, we like doing it. So yeah, this past year, the podcast has really grown in a way that I don't think either of us anticipated. Certainly. Really thanks to to TikTok and some of our episode clips just popping the fuck off. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. I think that for us, it's super validating that you know, as more people find out about the pod, more people really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's all we want to make is something that can be fun and enjoyable and kind of like an escape from reality for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Because life is so hard. It's so it difficult. Is. It is. And uh, sometimes we just want to reminisce and be nostalgic. And what's so bad about that? Yeah, we're so grateful to everybody who's listened to the pod, who's left us a review, who sent us a DM. Like, it truly means so much to us. Yeah, the emails, the gassing us up on our personal Instagrams. Thank you so much. I'm a big fan (laughs) of that. I appreciate every single like and comment. Yeah. Um, If we're going to talk numbers, as we always do. Numbers, (laughs) baby. Money, money, money. (laughs) I believe... When we recorded the Stardazzle Awards last year, mm-hmm. we had just hit like 16,000 downloads. Oh my gosh. And today, as we record this, we are at 314,000. Wow. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, yeah, I do, like if you guys saw the graph that we oh have my gosh. of- <laughs> Of, like, downloads from last year to this year and, like, the steep incline. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we just couldn't be happier because we love doing the podcast. And everyone who's listening, we've gotten to, like, chat with some really amazing people. Mm -hmm. And we always, like, the kind DMs and emails we get, like, make our day. Yeah, I feel like season two was a really great season. I'm super like happy with all the movies that we did. We had some really amazing guests oh, who yeah. you'll get to hear in this episode too. So just thank you to everybody who's been on our podcast and who has had us on their podcast. It, it really means a lot to us. 
Thank you so much for laughing at my jokes <laughs> above all else. Yes, thank you. I now think I'm funny, a delusion which I've created <laughs> for myself. And I can only ask that we keep that delusion going. <laughs> and that you've all supported. So thank you for thank you. letting us feel funny for our our quote-unquote jokes that we make. Um. <laughs> and thank you, love, for supporting my accents. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the accent work we do on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and again, I just want to remind everybody that the joke is how bad we are at the accents. That's what the joke yeah, is. Yeah, if you've never listened before, the joke is that we fucking absolutely just garbage yeah. can every accent that we do. Shocking that we went to acting school, but anyway. I'm I'm classically trained. <laughs> uh, without further ado, let's jump into the first category presented by one of our best friends, yes. playwright extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Emery Schaefer. Yes, you may remember her from our episode on Full Court Miracle back in season one. And uh, because this category is, in fact, best friend group, it only made sense for somebody from our friend group to present it. Roll the audio. Over to Emery. What is up, movies that raised us? My name is Emery, and you might remember me from the incredible episode that I recorded with Mo and Christina on the movie Full Court Miracle. And today I'm here to present the best friends category. When the going gets tough, every hero or heroine needs a group of friends they can count on. In this category, we celebrate friendship of all kinds, even the toxic variety. Toxic people deserve friendship too, right? Right? Well, I'll let you decide that for yourself. Here are the nominees for Best Friend Group, or as I like to call it, the Best Besties Award. We've got the Pretty Committee from The Click, the Shady Side Crew from Fear Street, the Ace Gang from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, Poppy's Roommates from Wild Child, the Plastics from Mean Girls, and the Pussycats from Josie and the Pussycats. And the winner is... plastics an oldie but a goodie dare i say a bestie uh i'm sorry <laughs> back to you mo and Extini. the plastics wow. i gotta be honest i guess we did nominate like you know the plastics the mm-hmm. pretty committee probably not a friend group i would want to be in it sounds like <laughs> they're like awful to each other so i am surprised the plastics one, but they are an iconic friend yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. Because there's different ways to interpret like best friend group. It's like, are they the best of friends or are they just are like they interesting? The yeah. best. Um personally, I was rooting for the ace gang as an Angus Love the perfect ace snogging gang. fan. But this this vote was like fairly close, actually. There was a decent amount for the ace gang and for Poppy and her roommates, which was a bit yeah. of a dark horse. I was surprised. Really like Poppy's roommates. I think the only thing with the ace gang is that at that sleepover they're like fucking savages <laughs> that's true but me and my friends did do that rating thing as well when i was in middle school because of that movie <laughs> congratulations to the plastics yes 
So our next category is best costume design, and we have a wonderful presenter, Sequoia, from the podcast, But Make It Scary. We had the pleasure of being on Sequoia's podcast last year, where we did a horror story retelling of John Tucker Must Die. It was Uh, so much fun. Sequoia naturally has like a radio host voice also. It's like so nice Mm -hmm. to listen to. Yes. Definitely check out their pod and... Sequoia, take it away. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. I am the host of But Make It Scary, a comedy horror movie podcast, and Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them, a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. I'm very excited to be helping out with this year's Star Dazzle Awards, and of course, especially stoked to be bringing you one of the best categories. It is the Best Costume Design Award. And we have some absolutely incredible nominees today. The nominees are Lisa Evans for Josie and the Pussycats, Patricia Field for The Devil Wears Prada, Susie DeSanto for 13 Going on 30, Mona Ray for Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, and Michael Kaplan for Burlesque. This is an excellent group of nominees. You've got The Devil Wears Prada, which is actually a movie about fashion. Excellent costumes. You've got Josie and the Pussycats. That one, absolutely iconic. It's like Lisa Frank exploded all over that movie. And of course, Burlesque. You can't forget about Burlesque. That movie has got great costumes, great musical numbers. Gotta have a great costume with a great musical number. So this is really going to come down to the wire, I feel. And without further ado, the award for Best Costume Design goes to... Patricia Field for The Devil Wears Prada. Congrats to the winner on their Star Dazzle Award. It had to be the yeah, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, there's no contest. I did like the Josie and the Pussycats outfits, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, and Rami and Michelle, they yeah. have some cute looks, but... Yeah, the devil mm-hmm. wears Prada, I mean. Patricia Field, you killed it. Mm-hmm. What more can one say? Moving on to best glow up. This is such a good category, too, because I feel like this year we've gotten to have some more freedoms mm-hmm. with the pandemic. And it's kind of like, you know, what were you doing in the past year? Did you have a baby? Did you decide to cut all your hair off? Mm. Did you you know, change your look up. So I feel like best glow up is kind of something we can all relate to this year. Mm -hmm, Definitely. We had a version of this category last year called best transformation story. Um, But we want to kind of switch it up a little bit this year Mm -hmm. and just nominate some, some people who have gone who go through like a real journey from the beginning of the movie to the end. You know, it's not necessarily a glow up physically, but emotionally an emotional glow up yeah confidence Mm -hmm. style Mm -hmm. pursuing their dreams yeah Yeah, all those things and we have wonderful presenters for this award we have claire and soph from download your thoughts you may remember them from our angus thongs and perfect stogging episode yes they have real british accents Mm -hmm. and they're both 
just some of the nicest people. So we definitely had to ask them to come on as presenters. And thankfully, they obliged. Yes. So over to Claire and Soph. Hello, everyone. I'm Claire Cordell. And I'm Soph Jones. And we are from the podcast Download Your Thoughts. And we are going to be presenting the best glow up category. Ding dong. (laughs) And the nominees are as follows. Roxy Hart from Chicago. Poppy Moore from Wild Child. Icon. Violet Samford, Coyote Ugly. Andrea Sachs from The Devil Wears Prada. Carmen Lowell from The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants 2. Great films. This is a strong category. It really is very strong. We've got some real queens in there. Wait, though, my money's on Poppy Moore. She, that's my comfort film. <laughs> yeah, me too. My money's on Poppy. And the award for Best Glow Up goes to... Andrea Sachs from The Devil Wears Prada. Yes, we love a stylish queen. We love a stylish queen. Yeah, I I get it. I get it, you know. <laughs> best costume design, best glow up. I do, I do like I do get why Andy won. I think it makes a lot of sense because mm. she obviously does go through that like external fashion glow up, but also she uh does have like a true character arc of you know, realizing that maybe this job is not what she wanted to do. Yeah. And going for her actual passion, which is, you know, writing for a newspaper. She mm-hmm. learns to be a little bit bolder. She learns how to have like a real work ethic. Yeah. And I, I guess that's an interesting perspective too, because sometimes I think like I'm like really over Andy Sachs, <laughs> but she does learn things mm-hmm. whether I like her or not. Like when she starts out, she is like, oh, why do I have to do all this crap? And I'm like, just because you went to Northwestern yeah. doesn't mean you're any better than Miss Emily Blunt over here yes. with her smudgy little eye makeup. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. She she really did have that like gifted child syndrome. and uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that she really does grow out of it by the end. And uh, it is satisfying to see, although less satisfying that she goes back to Nate. But I digress. That's neither here nor there. And next up, we have Best Destination Movie. And let me tell you, we had some really great destinations. Mm-hmm. Where did we go? We went to Genovia. We went to Greece, to name a few. We also mm. went to Singapore, which we didn't include because <laughs> Christina didn't think that was a destination. She's like, I grew up there. And I didn't even think about it either. I was like, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but Singapore is beautiful. It is, Yeah. Yeah, we actually we did like a couple of different international movies this year. Yeah. Even one of them to a country that doesn't exist. And so we had to have the film tripper come on. The film tripper is an Instagram, definitely follow. It's a blog, definitely read it mm-hmm. by V Rhodes. And she goes to different sites that films were filmed at. Yeah. And um like she also recently went to like Epcot and mm. she went to I think she was in England actually when yeah. we sent her this email and yeah I would absolutely recommend adding it to your feed mm-hmm. also her pictures are so cute and like it's just really interesting yeah so over to you 
Hello, Vivian Becca here, or better known as The Film Tripper, and I am honored to present the award for Best Destination Movie. I am a movie enthusiast and a theme park architect who loves to go out and find the filming locations of all my favorite movies, which obviously makes this category extra special to me. You'd be surprised just how many places in movies you think are filmed somewhere, but are actually filmed somewhere completely different. Like, did you know Genovia doesn't exist? The castle from Princess Diaries 2 is actually Longford Castle in the UK. Who would have thought? And I just want to say one more big thank you to Mo and Christina for bringing us all together to talk about all of the movies we love. So let's get to it. The nominees for the best destination movie are... The Last Holiday, Czech Republic, where Queen Latifah lives out her best foodie dreams. Passport to Paris, France, where the Olsen twins befriend a fashion model and go on that iconic shopping spree. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2, Greece, where the girlies have a Mamma Mia summer before Mamma Mia summers are even a thing. The Cheetah Girls 2, Spain, where we get that iconic song, Amigas, Cheetahs, Friends for Life. And finally, The Princess Diaries 2, Genovia, where Anne Hathaway famously falls into that fountain and then falls in love with Chris Pine. And the award for Best Destination Movie goes to... Let me open my fictional envelope. Of course, the greatest fictional country to exist. Let's all sing the anthem together. Genovia, Genovia. Congrats, Princess Diaries 2. Well, 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 the fictional land. The land of pears and cheese. I mean, Genovia does seem like a wonderful place to visit. Genovia kind of reminds me of what I think, and again, I've never been to Luxembourg, but it's giving Luxembourg because mm. it's so Tiny. small yeah, and it seems to have a pretty decent like GDP. Mm. Like it seems like they're not really like, you know, wanting a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Although it was weird that the orphanage was like, we try to take care of as many people as we can. And then yeah. Mia's like, yeah, let's fucking fund the orphanage. Like what's yeah. up? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm like Clarice. Where mm -hmm. was that money going? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I wish that there was like some more lore about Genovia. I, I want there probably is in the books. Yeah. Um, but I would love a little. Uh, I don't know, like a little history book history. about Genovia. Yeah. I yeah. want the Wikipedia page. Yeah, and uh, Genovia did like have an overwhelming majority. I think mm -hmm. it had got like forty two percent of the votes. So clearly. You guys agree. So our next category is our MVP, and it is being presented by Rachel Malik from Her Life Blogcast. We got to go on Rachel's podcast last year and discuss a Cinderella story. It was so much fun. Mm -hmm. She is such a delight and also a sporty gal. So we figured who better to present our MVP award. Take it away, Rachel. Hello, my name is Rachel Malik. I am host and producer of a lifestyle television show in Northeast and Central Pennsylvania called PA Live. I also MC for a couple sports teams in our area. I'm the entertainment host at an AHL hockey team, at a minor league baseball team. So I've become kind of a sporty girl. And though I don't necessarily follow 
and or care about the actual sports that are happening, there has never been a sporty situation that I haven't immediately related back to a movie that raised us. And so I'm very, very excited to be presenting at this year's Star Dazzle Awards, the MVP category. Here are our nominees. We have Monica Wright of Love and Basketball. We have Andrea Carson of Motocrossed. Casey Carlisle, the Ice Princess herself. We have Quincy McCall, Love and Basketball. Chad Danforth, High School Musical 3. And Poppy Moore of Wild Child. Drum roll, please. The Star Dazzle Award goes to... Casey Carlisle, Ice Princess. Miss Casey Carlisle. I was happy to see that she was the winner. Of course, mm-hmm. Chad Danforth was a close second, but yes, Casey has a really cool story. I love Ice Princess. Oh, yeah. We were such fans of that movie. I'm very happy to see her win. I was also pulling for Chad as I do love him dearly. Um, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it was like maybe like five or so votes separating them. It was a very close race by the end. Yeah. But it was it was great. I'm trying to remember who won last year. Was it Troy Bolton? Ooh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been so long. But we had a lot of a lot of basketball people last last season. Absolutely. Our next category is favorite soundtrack. And for this category, we had our good friend George back on the pod. You might remember George from Coyote Ugly. Huge Coyote Ugly fan and um, just a pleasure to have on. Yeah. So, George, why don't you go ahead and announce favorite soundtrack? Hello, hello. My name is George Michael from Lonely Boy Journals on TikTok. And you might remember me from the iconic Coyote Ugly episode. And let me just say that it is an absolute honor for me to be here presenting to you the nominations for Best Soundtrack. Music in movies has a way of transporting us to a specific time. Music sets the tone and breathes life into a story. The nominees this year include everything from a coming-of-age 80s mixtape to a fangirl indie rock playlist. There's also a few pussycats and some coyotes topping the charts and serving us looks. So, with that being said, our nominations for Best Soundtrack are Josie and the Pussycats, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snow Gang, Twilight, 13 Going on 30, and Coyote Ugly. So, if you're an avid listener like me, this podcast has become part of your weekly life. They say Saturdays are for the boys, but I'll tell you this, Wednesdays are for my girls, Mo and Christina. (laughs) So, thank you, ladies, for helping us reminisce on the movies that raised us. Well, without further ado, the winner for Best Soundtrack is... Twilight! I don't know why I really wasn't expecting Twilight to win. I didn't. But I'm glad it did, because it is a great soundtrack. I seriously, like, couldn't tell you the name of one song. (gasps) Really? I guess you've only seen it once, so that that makes sense. I know, um, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. He does a couple of the songs, doesn't he? He does. Um, But, well, I mean, the lead song for the movie was Decode by Paramore, which is a great song. You're you're right. Mm -hmm. I'll have to take another look because I think that, uh, 
Yeah, it kind of went over my head. Mm. I was like, yeah, it's the, it's the early 2000s. The the late, I guess late the late 2010s. 2000s. Because it was late, yeah, 2008, okay. yeah. The late 2000s, mm-hmm. pre-2010. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great soundtrack. It's not really super fitting for the weather that we're having currently, this, you know, wonderful summer <laughs> weather, but it is great. You're just like for... listening to Decode. <laughs> How do we get here? But it is good for you know, fall, winter, mm-hmm. when you want to feel like life has that blue filter over it. Uh, it's very fitting. Totally. So our next category is a new category, uh, which was actually suggested to us from a listener because we had put a little question box on our Instagram story asking what categories you guys are hoping to hear this year. And somebody said Diva of the Year. And we were like, Ooh, I love it. Snatching that up. So Diva of the Year. Our presenter is Guy Toronto, who you may remember from our Josie and the Pussycats episode. Yes. We had to get a diva on to announce diva of the year. Yes. Yeah. Guy is great. It was a pleasure to have her on. I am super excited to to hear who wins because mm-hmm. I think this category is a cool one. Oh, yeah. We have some we have some heavy hitter divas on there. Oh, yeah. Take it away, Guy. Hello, my name is Guy Toronto, and I have the absolute pleasure to present the Diva of the Year Award for the 2022 Star Dazzles. A diva connoisseur myself, I have realized that divas are never wrong, they just have a unique way of doing things. And on to this year's nominees. First up, we have Miss Sharpay Evans, who is not a villain, just a diva, and is definitely needs a redemption arc for a high school musical. On to the next, we have Miss Tess from Burlesque, played by an ultimate diva, Cher. We love her. We love the dramatics. Next up, we have Renee Cartier from Motorcost. Up next is Velma Kelly from Chicago. We also have Miss Roxy Hart from Chicago. We love a good song and dance, especially one that's about killing your husband. And our final nominee is Nikki, a.k.a. the Jumping Shrimp Fletcher from Ice Princess. And the winner for the Diva of the Year Award goes to... Sharpay Evans! Woo! It had to be Sharpay. It had to be. I know, I know. (laughs) And, And I don't... Listen, well deserved. Mm-hmm. We had like Velma Kelly, Roxy Hart, Renee Cartier from Motocross, <laughs> like some pretty iconic figures. But out of all of them, Sharpay Evans does take mm-hmm. the cake. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do think she deserves an award in her own right after being shafted in three movies. Shafted. <laughs> They're just they just go, oh, an average singer and dancer. Well, she'll be getting the lead from now on, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been training your whole life? Don't care. <laughs> Over it. Miss Darbus is like, I like to give everyone a chance. You literally do not. Yeah. <laughs> you actually hate giving chances. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have to cover Sharpay's fabulous adventure to see her, you know, in the spotlight. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it before, so I'm intrigued. Me neither. I do you know do a blind watch. it has Austin Butler ah, in it. 
And he is having a moment right now. So Yes. Yeah. He's like in Elvis. He's mm. getting some pretty big roles in like yeah. feature films. I think he's going to be in the next Dune movie. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it when um, Cameron and Phil will talk about Dune and they'll be like, like when Euphoria was going mm-hmm. on, they were like, yeah, she needs to, they need to wrap it up because she needs to get back to filming Dune. You know, like this is taking up too much of her time. Mm-hmm. She's she's yeah. needed elsewhere, people. Oh, man. Yeah. Send us your Dune hot takes if you have any. Oh, yeah. Please do. All right. And our next category is favorite parents. Oh, I love this Ooh. category. <laughs> I like our nominees. I do mm. think that we have some really great picks and I had to nominate Scott Calvin for something. <laughs> I had to. I can't believe we didn't nominate Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen in Christmas with the Cranks. We did nominate Tim Allen. We didn't nominate Jamie. Uh, Honorary Lifetime Achievement Award to uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I, as parents, I love mm-hmm. them in Christmas with the Cranes. Yeah. 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 You know, I had the fish tacos and I don't think I'm going to do that again. <laughs> I got a little heartburn in a, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so we have no more late fees mm. presenting this category. Yes. The ladies at no more late fees are incredible. Their podcast is so good. They are two former Blockbuster employees who are covering all of your favorite movies from the 90s, from the early 2000s. It's so much fun. You should definitely give them a listen. And we'll shoot it over to you. No more late fees. Hi, we're Jackie and Danielle from the No More Late Fees podcast. And we're here to announce the nominees for favorite parents. No wire hangers needed with this category. Carrie Chu from Crazy Rich Asians. Joan Carlisle from Ice Princess. Connie and Bob Nicholson from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Tina Harwood from Ice Princess. And Scott Calvin from The Santa Claus. And the award for favorite parents goes to... Carrie Chu from Crazy Rich Asians. I'm so happy that Carrie won. I'm really happy. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie Chu deserves a lot of recognition. Mm -hmm. It is one of those... Actually, maybe... I haven't read the books. I don't know if we get more about her in the second book. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if we learn more about her in the second movie or anything. Mm -hmm. But I just think she is such a a woman to look up to. Mm -hmm. She really had a difficult life. And she became a real estate agent, a successful Mm -hmm. one. And her daughter went to an amazing universe. Like there, the Chews are really thriving. And I think that Mm -hmm. if we're talking about like the American dream, like that's something that they've achieved. Mm -hmm. Um, They, yeah, I just think Carrie is such an amazing person and like a hero to look up to. Yeah, Carrie is such an amazing character, and I'm also really glad Mm -hmm. that this is the second year in a row that our favorite parent award has gone to a single mom, because last year it was Helen Thermopolis. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the people can spot a great parent from a mile away, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did win by an overwhelming majority. No one wanted Tina Harwood to win? (laughs) She has some questionable – she makes some questionable choices. Some questionable <laughs> yeah. choices, yeah. 
So our next category is the highly anticipated best montage. Oh, yeah. If you've listened to the pod for more than like 30 seconds, you'll know that we love, we love, we love a good montage. So this was really hard to narrow down to just six montages. I think that this is also an important category because of our montage Mm -hmm. songs that we give people in our montages. So we had to have an amazing guest to do this award. And we had Miss 2005 herself, (sighs) Nicole, on the pod. Nicole is probably, I would say, a 2022 Y2K icon. She was in Mm -hmm. New York Times. Yes. She has a successful Instagram, Miss 2005 with three S's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not following her, you have to. If you like reposting screen caps with captions of your Mm -hmm. favorite One Tree Hill episodes and 2000s movies, yeah, you're going to want to follow her. Oh, yeah. She is the best. She is the queen of the 2000s. And she also has like a thriving TikTok now too. So definitely go follow her on TikTok as well for all your 2000s content. And with that being said, over to you, Nicole. Hi, guys. My name is Nicole, but you might know me a little bit better as Miss 2005 on Instagram and TikTok. I am so excited because I'm here today to announce your winner for best movie montage. Oh my god, yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) First and foremost, I just want to say a huge congrats to Mo and Christina on their second annual Star Dazzle Awards. I am so, so, so proud of you guys, and I love you so much. I won't keep you in suspense any longer. Here are your nominations for the best movie montage. First up, we have The Twins at Camp from The Parent Trap, Andy's Outfits from The Devil Wears Prada, The 27 Dresses from 27 Dresses, of course, what else? The Cheetahs in Spain from The Cheetah Girls 2, Bella's Depression Chair from Twilight New Moon, and last but certainly not least, Maddie's photo shoot from 13 Going on 30. I'm not going to lie, that's the one I voted for. <laughs> and the winner for Best Movie Montage goes to, drumroll please, the twins at camp from the parent trap yay the twins at camp the parent trap people Mm -hmm. love the parent trap it's actually doing it did pretty well the dazzies it did it did do very well yeah um this was a very tight race actually because there was only one vote separating the winner from the runner-up and i will tell you that the runner-up was actually Andy's outfits in the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. But yeah, we we certainly didn't make it easy with uh, all the great montages that we chose. Yeah, Howie and Annie kind of went sicko mode mm-hmm. and they pierce each other's ears. Yeah, uh, don't do that at home. It's not safe. It's not sterile. Go to your local Claire's and get it done. <laughs> yes. And next up, we have... Should have been the lead category. Mm-hmm. Is this a new category? It is a new category, yeah. Yeah. We had to have someone who really has their finger on the pulse mm-hmm. when it comes to nostalgia movies, Y2K. So Yes, yes. We asked Glitter Pen Perspective to present the award. Amazing TikTok, amazing yes. YouTube videos. Please follow Glitter Pen Perspective. I feel like it's very much like a Tumblr aesthetic too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like scrolling through 
your Tumblr homepage, going through all of yeah. her videos. Everything is so aesthetically pleasing. She also has these really great video essays on her YouTube, so you should definitely, mm-hmm. definitely go check her out. She is awesome. Yes, and now over to you. Hi, my name is Shelly Ray, and I created Glitter Pen Perspective on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I create bite-sized history lessons on all girl-centric based media from the 2000s. Sometimes when I watch an iconic chick flick, I always fall in love with the fun, spunky BFF characters. Sometimes the Sandra D type characters are a little too bland. I'm always left wondering, where are the more interesting girl spinoffs? The next award goes to the girls who should have been a lead in chick flicks, rom-coms, and TV shows. Like, seriously, Hollywood, where are these movies? Our nominees for Should Have Been the Lead are Rizzo from Grease, Casey from 27 Dresses, Denise from Raise Your Voice, Lane from Gilmore Girls, Amy from The Perfect Man, and the award for Should Have Been the Lead goes to... Rizzo from Greece. Congratulations. Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo. I'm so happy she won. Me I too. do think that she's like the showstopper, the yes. scene stealer. Oh, totally. She I feel like we kind of talked about this in our Greece episode that now we're older. We have like yeah. a new appreciation for Rizzo and like her whole storyline and her character. Cause I think Watching it as a kid, I was always like, oh, I love Sandy. Like, Sandy is the main character, and she has all these songs. But, like, Rizzo really has the depth. Yeah. The song, There Are Worse Things I Could Do, is just so good. So powerful, too. And she's, Mm -hmm. like, walking alone, just thinking about her life choices. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. We also, you know, owe a great debt of gratitude towards Rizzo because if it wasn't for Stalker Channing and that face she makes at Danny Zuko (laughs) – we would not have had such a hit we TikTok. We would have never had that viral TikTok. <laughs> Our numbers would be looking very different than they do now. Precisely. Also crazy that like Olivia Newton-John reposted that. Insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy that I didn't get absolutely blasted for <laughs> my parody uh, Australian accent. You're a fake and a phony and I wish I never laid eyes on you. <laughs> Oh, God bless. But yeah, we love Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo stands over here. Yes. So next up, we have a very highly anticipated category, mm-hmm. best musical number. And let me tell you, it was so hard for us to narrow this down to just oh, eight yeah. nominees. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, obviously, what do we have for should have been the lead? Like five choices. Yeah. This category has eight nominees Mm -hmm. there were so many good songs and it's so hard too when like you watch a movie and there are two good songs it's like only one of you can make it to the final round we spent like a decent amount of time debating should it be amigas cheetahs or should it be strut but we we have so many fabulous nominees and we have an incredible presenter we have raven stone yes if you love the 2000s you have definitely seen his videos pop up on your for you page for sure he does all these really great videos of kind of like pinpointing certain moments in different 2000s movies and just kind of like the impact that they have had on all of us emotionally yes It's an honor and a pleasure to have Raven on the pod as a presenter. And without further ado, take it away, Mr. Stone. 
Hello everyone, this is Raven Stone, regionally renowned singer-songwriter, author, TikTok icon, and part-time uncle. I will be presenting the award for best musical number, which is so perfect for me because it would be a flat-out lie to say that I didn't attempt to learn the choreography to each of the numbers nominated today. It's incredible, actually, the power a musical number can have on a film. I did a study on myself a few years ago, and my research shows that I am 87% more likely to become obsessed with a movie if there is a show-stopping musical number involved. So, whether we perfected the choreography while breathily singing along, or simply watched with enamor in our childhood bedrooms, these musical numbers made us who we are. Here are the nominees. Teacher's Pet School of Rock, Come What May, Moulin Rouge, Express, Burlesque, Amigas Cheetas, The Cheetah Girls 2, Cell Block Tango, Chicago, Ultraviolet, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, I Want It All, High School Musical 3, You're the One That I Want, Grace. And the award for best musical number goes to Teacher's Pet, School of Rock. I'm so wow. happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy. I didn't expect this one no, to win. No, me neither. But our listeners have taste, mm-hmm. okay? They're yes. class. <laughs> they're not just picking the flashy <laughs> I want it all from High School Musical 3. They're saying, yeah, what's actually mm-hmm. going to stand the test of time? Teacher's Pet. Because you know what? Rock got no reason, and rock got no rhyme. I just want to make it to school on time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, if you if you listen to our School of Rock episode, I mean, you know how much I love this song and this movie and the fact that, like, this song legitimately makes me cry because I'm like, wow, kids discovering art. It's so beautiful. But <laughs> And you're like, wow, it's I really hate special. kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a kids gal, but something yeah, about it really hate, does but. it for me. Yeah, I don't hate children. Just, yeah. just to put that out there. <laughs> but it's funny too because I was talking to my colleagues when I was in Germany, and we we're talking about like the last thing we did before the pandemic and shit mm-hmm. like that. And they were like, "Yeah, for a lot of us, we like think about the last concert that we saw, and the last concert was a Tenacious D concert." <laughs> So all of like my colleagues like last memories like oh yeah like we went to this tenacious D concert and then the world shut down. Oh my god, what a way to go though. I that's, know that's the way to do it. That's incredible. Yeah, I I'm super happy that Teachers Pet won. I mean, obviously we it was it was up against a lot of really great contenders, yeah. but it Heavy had a really hitters. strong lead. Um, yeah, and I believe the runner up was I Want It All, which arguably one of the best songs in the entire High School Musical trilogy. It is the Dazzies after all. It is. It is. And since this is kind of like a real award show, mm-hmm. it's time for a little commercial break. Looking for a podcast with girl talk and life advice? Listen to Say La Me, a lifestyle and personal journal podcast by me, Amelia Rose Zimlick. Join me each week as we dive into the ups and downs of body image, dating, career, relationships, travel, and everything in between. You can also submit your stories and questions to be featured in the show. Perfect for wine night or your daily commute, Say La Me is available on all podcast platforms and is your stop for female-focused motivation and inspiration. 
And we're back. Yes. We're kind of changing the mood a little bit. We're Mm. doing some romantic categories. We're talking best kiss, best romance, best breakup scene. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We got the whole progression of a relationship right there. And who do we have to present best kiss? The most romantic person we know, Mm. Monica Mohal. You may remember her from our episode on Love Actually, where she came and lent some of her romantic expertise, and she also presented Best Kiss last year, so we had to get her back on. Monica recently got a new job. She adopted a cat. She is thriving in her apartment, which we have dubbed the Princess Palace, and... um Yeah, I think she's the perfect person to announce Best Kiss, so we'll take it over to our presenter, Miss Mulhall. When trying to write a pithy intro for this category, I googled Best Kiss Songs, and I uh, promptly received a list of songs by the band Kiss. And I said, nope, not my kiss. The kiss that comes to mind and sends you reeling, makes your knees buckle, says a lot about you. And the nominees this year were surely formative in your idea of what the word kiss means. Even without Gene Simmons, this year's nominees for Best Kiss are Maddie and Jenna in the Sand in 13 Going on 30, Needy and Jennifer in Jennifer's Body, Christian and Satine in the Elephant Love Medley in Moulin Rouge, Yvaine and Tristan at the Inn in Stardust, Bella and Edward at prom in Twilight. Rachel Chu and Nick Young's engagement kiss in Crazy Rich Asians. In the words of Faith Hill, this kiss is unstoppable, unsinkable. It's criminal. This kiss is a Star Dazzle Award winner. And this kiss is... Maddie and Jenna on the playground in 13 going on 30. Congratulations to our winner. Aww. So cute. It's like they're like kids in the sandbox, except they're grown up and they're in the sand. Mm. It's, you know, it's all there. It's a very romantic moment. If you just forget about the fact that he is also that engaged. he's literally <laughs> about to get married. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. just shoot that out of your mind. Yes. They just had their razzles. They're walking along the water, probably at the Brooklyn Promenade, it mm, looks like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I was pulling for... Rachel Chu and Nick Young. That would have been a really I cute believe one. they were the runner up, so they got some they got a decent amount of votes. But yeah, you guys love mm-hmm. Maddie and Jenna. So congratulations to 13 going on 30. Our next category is for best romance. I do really enjoy this category just because it's fun to see yeah. what uh, relationships you guys are are rooting for. It's very cool. But we have some great nominees and we also have some great presenters. We have Sam and Shelby from the Rom Complex. Mm-hmm. You may remember them from our It Takes Two episode from Pod Girl yes. Summer last year. They were such a pleasure to have on the pod, and we got to be on their show as well, where we covered Stuck in Love. So definitely go check out that episode and all of their episodes mm-hmm. because they're really great and super fun to listen to. With that being said, take it over, Sam and Shelby. Hi, I'm Shelby. 
And I'm Sam from the Rom Complex, and we are presenting the category of best romance. Because obviously, we know what we're talking about when it comes to romance. So much about romance, especially Uh, the best ones, because we're both so romantic (laughs) that we are single right now. Enough about us. Let's get going with those nominees. Yes. So first off, we have Vivian and Edward from Pretty Woman. Ah, a classic, classic romance they have. Next, we've got Georgia and Robbie from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Mm. Next, a little musical number with Christian and Satine from Moulin Rouge. Next, we've got uh, the best storyline from Love Actually. Oh, yeah. Natalie and the Prime Minister. <laughs> and next, we've got uh, Benny and the Jets. Just kidding. Jay Nicholas and Kevin Doyle from 27 Dresses. And rounding out those nominees, we have Sally Owens and Gary Hallett from Practical Magic. Ooh, a uh, hot detective. Ooh, so <laughs> hot. So, so hot. <laughs> And the award for best romance goes to Vivian and Edward from Pretty Woman. Woohoo! Congratulations! Congratulations. Uh, Vivian I and Edward. Love, I loved watching Pretty Woman. Yes. I could watch it again. I think they're so cute together. I think Edward is just honestly like he is obsessed with work, but like it's because of his upbringing and Mm -hmm. Vivian is the perfect person to kind of make him realize that there are more important things than his job. Yeah, definitely. I really loved that movie. It was both of our first times watching it and Mm -hmm. we really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a classic and there are so many uh, things from that movie that are cliche now because Pretty Woman did them first. Uh, So that's just really a testament to its impact and, you know, the the remaining love for Vivian and Edward's love story. Yes. A surprise to me, though, was that the runner-up was Jane and Kevin from 27 Dresses. Wow. I just wasn't expecting them to be such a strong runner-up, but they were. Yeah. I would expect Christian and Satine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be a runner-up. Yeah. Y'all, y'all spoke and y'all said, yeah, we're all pretty women stands. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to agree. All right. So the next category we have is best breakup scene. Mm. Crazy, crazy times. And we had to have Twilight Talk on. Really one of my favorite episodes that we've done, which was pretty recent, is the second Twilight movie. And of course – Twilight Talk had to come back. Mm-hmm. They just add so much to our Twilight episodes. Oh, yeah. Their encyclopedic knowledge of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we like joke and have fun, and uh, it's a freaking blast. It's definitely yes. something I look forward to. Yeah, we're, we are very excited to cover the rest of the saga. Sarah will be joining us again, so fret not. Mm-hmm. More is coming. If you're fiending for some Twilight content before then, absolutely check out Twilight Talk on TikTok and on Instagram. Yeah, she is a Robert Pattinson expert, according to NBC News. So yes, <laughs> there you go. And over to Twilight Talk. 
Hi, it's Sarah. You may know me as Twilight Talk uh, on TikTok. I am super excited to be here at the Star Dazzle Awards to present the best breakup scene category. Our nominees are Am I a Fucking Bet from She's All That, The Woods from Twilight New Moon. I think you all know where I cast my vote, fingers crossed. Victor and Emily from Corpse Ride. Dean Screams at Rory from Gilmore Girls. And the iconic Katie Janice Damon three-way breakup uh, from Mean Girls. And the award for best breakup scene goes to... The Katie Janice Damien breakup from Mean Girls. That's Whoa. a fun one. I was like very surprised. I, cause mm-hmm. obviously like it, it is a breakup of sorts, but it's not what you necessarily think when you think of a breakup scene. We kind of no, threw it definitely. in there as a bit of an outlier. But it's iconic. It's like very memorable. Mm-hmm. It did kind of go back and forth for a while there between the Mean Girls scene and the She's All That, Am I a Fucking Bet? scene but in the end mean girls prevailed and you know it's a great scene and it kind of says something that uh breakups yeah they're not just for lovers they're also something your friends can do if you're a horrible friend (laughs) so you're a mean girl (laughs) caddy (laughs) oh So our next category is a new category that's a spin on our favorite villain category from last year, Mm. because I feel like in season two, we covered a lot of movies where there's a bit of a gray area with like, is this a villain? We're kind of pushing the the narrative boundaries with the movies that we we covered this year. We're like Massey Block, (laughs) 13-year-old villain. I'm like, is Meredith Blake the villain? Is Miranda Priestly the villain? Or is she a smart woman? Yeah. I am now that I am 26. I am in my Meredith Blake era because she was also 26. You posted that picture, right? I did. I did. Okay. I loved that post. Thank Um, you. I I definitely hadn't been planning it for a a really long time. (laughs) Damn it. Yeah, no. I I think that Meredith Blake, uh, although kind of a bitch, I can't say I would be the perfect stepmom at my age. And I got to respect the hustle. (laughs) You got to respect the hustle. Yes, but we have a wonderful presenter for this category. We have Tori from Ready to be Petty, one of our favorite podcasts to collaborate with. You may remember her from our To All the Boys episode last season. Mm -hmm. But this year, we had the pleasure of going on Tori's podcast, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Tori has great pop culture takes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's super lovely and just a really smart gal. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend listening to Ready to Be Petty. And of course, we kind of had to give Tori the petty yeah. category, the love yes. to hate, you know? So over to Tori. Hi, I'm Tori from the Ready to Be Petty podcast, where I cover pop culture, celebrity gossip, and reality TV. And you might remember me from the To All the Boys I've Loved Before episode I did with Mo and Christina. Today I will be presenting the award for the Love to Hate It category, which is perfect because I love to hate. The nominees are as follows. Regina George from Mean Girls, who defined a generation of high school bullies. Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada, who could literally ruin my life in one look. 
Meredith Blake from The Parent Trap, the person I aspired to be as I grew up as a young girl. Massey Block, the clique, the girl I tried to be in high school. Fiona from Josie and the Pussycats, who is just chef's kiss, a fashion icon. And Harriet from Wild Child, who I like to call HBIC, or the head bitch in charge. And the award for the love to hate it category goes to... Meredith Blake, The Parent Trap. Miss Blake, my gal. <laughs> yeah, I I have to agree. Because I also think, like, Regina George, yeah, you love to hate her. But, like, Meredith Blake does that have that spark of, like, mm-hmm. could I be her? Yeah. And you, and you might. She has the gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, no, she, she had the overwhelming majority. She was always, she was always going to win that category. Who are we kidding? Yeah. And we also have Dilf of the Year. Yeah. Is this inappropriate? I don't think so, because we're adults. No, we are adults. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we had to just put it together because we did have some – pretty hot dads this year Mm -hmm. and we have Paige as our presenter for DILF of the year you might have remembered um Paige and Maddie we did the second Cheetah Girls movie with them yes and yeah absolute blast and a half Mm -hmm. Paige definitely knows how to have fun so we had to kind of give her a fun category you know yes yeah so over to Paige Hello, Star Dazzles Round 2. My name is Paige Kunkel. I am a content creator, and the internet knows me as Paige KFI, P A I G E K I F Y, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You may remember my voice from the Cheetah Girls 2 episode, where my best friend Maddie and I join Mo and Christina, and we all recount every Cheetalicious detail of that film. It warmed my heart to see how many times it was nominated, favorite destination movie, which is what I happen to have presented last year, but this year, oh, did they give me a good one. I didn't know how to act when I read the email of what category I was presenting. Dilf of the year. I'm quite honored. I'm also wondering, do any of these men deserve to win in terms of actual parenting? Maybe Charlie Swan? This is where I do my best Jacob Black impression. Charlie? The nominees are Nick Parker from The Parent Trap, Charlie Swan from Twilight, Roger Calloway from It Takes Two, Henry Dashwood from What a Girl Wants, and Coach Dad from High School Musical 3. And the award for the best DILF goes to Nick Parker, my man. Oh my god, did you make some piss poor parenting decisions, but you looked good doing it. Congratulations, buddy. I knew it. still my heart. Love me some Nick Parker. I would have said like, you know, Nick Parker, Charlie Swan, I feel like those are the dads that people talk about, yeah, you know? Yeah, the, the front runners. They got a lot of buzz, if mm-hmm. you will. So yeah. Nick Parker did get 50% of the votes. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then Charlie is the runner-up with 23%. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of them are kind of split. But 
Yeah. Nick Parker, he owns a vineyard. What more could you want? He's hot. He owns He's a vineyard. Kind. Yeah, He's kind. A little stupid. Yeah, just a little bit. But he loves his daughters. Mm-hmm. Made a very stupid parenting choice uh, along with Elizabeth James when their kids were one year old, but it's in the past. What are you going to do? Yeah, what, some two crazy kids. Yeah. I just, that is you crazy. You take one but... twin, I'll take the other. See you never. We're out of here. So our next category is also a new category mm-hmm. for our class clown. We wanted to, you know, take a moment to highlight who's really made us laugh. Let us have a good time through their comedy yeah. and uh, highlight some of our favorite funny characters. And we had to pick one of the funniest people that we know, which mm-hmm. is Jacques from Seeking Derangements. Yeah, Jacques is... A blast and a half. Mm -hmm. They're roller skating away. They're, (laughs) you know, just a a lovely eccentric, if I do say so. You may remember Jacques from our Scream episode and from Mm -hmm. our Gilmore Mm -hmm. Girls episode. Oh, that was such a fun one. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Give us the class clown. Hello. I am Jacques Gonsolin of Seeking Derangements, a popular queer podcast that'll make you laugh, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to present the class clown category for the lovely movies that raised us podcast. So as the class clown category follows, the nominees are Dewey Finn, Mr. Schneebly from School of Rock. Damien from Mean Girls. Luther Crank from Christmas with the Cranks. I do love Luther Crank. Melody Valentine from Josie and the Pussycats. And Stu Mocker from Scream. I mean, these are some excellent choices here. Personally, I would have gone with Damien, honestly. So let me open the envelope and see what this award goes to. The official winner of the Class Clown category goes to Dewey Finn, Mr. Schneebly of School of Rock. I can't think of a better character. Mr. Mr. Schneebly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is pretty funny that um, I was going to say that he uses the name of like his friend, but he has to. Yeah. But I love how we did, like, Dewey Finn slash Mr. Schneebly. Mm-hmm. He is both. Oh, yeah. Because, like, when you think of... The duality of man. <laughs> when you think of his character, like, you think Mr. Schneebly because that's who he spends yeah. most of the movie as. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean, we love Jack Black so much. Huge stands. Your kids have touched <laughs> me, and I... And I definitely have touched them. No, it's... Uh, I'm so happy that he won. Also... School of Rock has won both of its categories. Yeah. I'm glad that the listeners love School of Rock as much as I do. Yeah. Uh, It's a great one. And yeah, Jack Black is incredible in it. So if you haven't seen it in a while, go go give it a rewatch. I am really looking forward to doing more Jack Black movies in season three of the pod. Yes, for sure. For sure. And speaking of School of Rock. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Our next category Queer Icon of the Year is going to be presented by Rivka Reyes, bass player in School of Rock. Yes. We did 13 going on 30 with Rivka, and 
it was a super fun time. Um, they are such a, a fun person to talk to and mm-hmm. also have like a lot of insight into the industry. So that's a really cool perspective. Yeah. We have some openly, absolutely queer, you know, LGBTQ plus individuals. We also have some uh, people who it's like you, you're giving me something. There's, there's something there that you're going to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year we had our bicon of the year. Yeah. And uh, we just realized this season that we had fewer bicons and just, you know, more of a variety of just different types of a queer spectrum, people, you know? if you will. So we decided to broaden it up so we could include some of our favorite queer characters. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it was just bicon, how could we include Captain Shakespeare? Right? Yeah. And we love Captain Shakespeare. So we love him. All right. Over to you, Rivka. Hello, my name is Riv Correas from the iconic queer film School of Rock, and I am honored to present the award for the Queer Icon of the Year. Here are the nominees. Dean Talon. Talon? 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 Is he Filipino? From Motocrossed. Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body. Captain Shakespeare, Stardust. Dina, Fear Street. And Lance, The Perfect Man. And the award for Queer Icon of the Year goes to... Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body. I mean, honestly, called it. Knew that. I voted for her. Am I allowed to say that? Do I have to be neutral as a presenter? I voted for her. Cat's out of the bag. Smells like Thai food in here. Have you guys been fucking? I mean, honestly, vibes. It had, it had it to be. It had to be. Uh, yeah. Love Jennifer's body. Mm-hmm. Although it's never really said outright. Well, she does say, I go both ways. Oh, you're right. But that's when she's like possessed, right? She's not really possessed. It's kind of, a, it's like, <laughs> she's not really possessed. She just has been like turned into a demon. Yeah. Um, but... Also, the the undertones are very much there. Oh yeah, before that happens, yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. And I think that if we're talking about icons, mm-hmm. yeah, Jennifer Check has turned into an icon for sure. Definitely, definitely, it certainly has become a cult classic. We have to thank Diablo Cody mm-hmm. for the bold choices in Jennifer's body. I definitely love this movie, mm-hmm. so I'm glad it was made. Yeah, for sure. I will say, you know, special shout out to my guy, Captain Shakespeare. Yeah. I do love him. Captain you know, Shakespeare. I think that he actually was in second place. I'm pretty sure. Good. Also, do you have to just comment on Dean Talon from Motocross? Yes. It's definitely a Channing Tatum in mm. um, She's the Man yeah. situation where I'm like, sure, but also I remember you two having a dip in the lake. Like, mm-hmm. You're telling me that was just platonic? Yeah, definitely not. I don't think so. Yeah. Our next category is another new category for Problematic King, also suggested by a listener, so thank you. Because while we do love our respectful kings, we do have some kings that 
They got some problems. Some problems. And presenting this category, we have the wonderful kiddo who is one of our mutuals on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are so great, an avid listener of the pod. So we had to get them on as one of our presenters. Mm -hmm. They make these really cool rugs. So if you are not already following them on TikTok, you better run and go do that because their art is absolutely incredible they make these really cool like colorful rugs by hand like yeah gorgeous rugs their tiktok is going to be linked in the show notes make sure you go check them out over to you kiddo hello big congrats to mo and christina on year two of the pod i'm kiddo a visual and textile artist i make colorful rugs and satisfying content you can check me out at wonderful wazard on tiktok and instagram now i'm here to present your problematic king I have to say this category activates something in me. I love a bad boy. I love a sassy boy, especially one with a quote unquote redemption arc, which these candidates do have. So let's get into it. Your nominees are Tristan Thorne from Stardust, Danny Zuko from Greece, Zach Seiler from She's All That, Jess Mariano from Gilmore Girls, Matt Flamhaff from 13 Going on 30. The nominees that I'm leaning toward are Tristan Thorne and Jess Mariano. I fell in love with Stardust thanks to this very podcast. I think Tristan's transformation is so satisfying. I think I'm ultimately rooting for Jess. I've watched Gilmore Girls more times than I can count. He's the only TV character here, so I feel like I got the most out of this nominee as far as background and screen time goes. And the award for Problematic King goes to... Jess Mariano, Gilmore Girls. My man. My boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's my man. Yeah. Jess Mariano, Mm -hmm. definitely a problem. Yes. Definitely would have dated that man Mm -hmm. if I had 1% of an opportunity. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, God. I mean, did I watch uh, This Is Us for three seasons? Just for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Certainly. Did I become obsessed with This Is Us? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The the thing with Jess, obviously, we all fell in love with him as a, you know, when he was dating Rory, because that's when we, you know, have the most access to him. But he's not <laughs> the best boyfriend. That's for sure. That's for sure. But what we have to remember about Jess is the man that he becomes. As he grows yes, up. Yes, the, auth- the author, mm-hmm. wise advice giver. Mm-hmm. The why, why did you drop out of Yale? This isn't you, Rory. But even in A Year in the Life, it's like the only thing that can ground her. I have full body chills just thinking about it. <laughs> I need to go watch This Is Us. Yeah. I'm having palpitations. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, we do love, we do love our problematic king, Jess Mariano. And now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. We're getting into our leading lady, respectful king categories. And actually, this next category is also new. We have young leading lady of the year. Yeah, we wanted to take a moment to highlight some of our younger characters that, you know, don't really make it into the leading lady category. And we had a lot of great nominees. I think we did, you know, a decent amount of movies where, like, the young lead was really mm-hmm, strong. Definitely, yeah. They definitely needed to be honored. And who did we get to honor them? 
sleepover cinema. Uh, love sleepover cinema. Yes, just two sisters talking about 2000s movies. Definitely give them a follow. Give them a listen. They're on all streaming platforms. Yes, we had them on our Romy and Michelle episode. And we also were on their show to cover Easy A. And it was a long-awaited collab. We have, you know, been in, in the DMs and whatnot for so long. So it was so fun to finally get to record together. Yes. We kind of had a, a little NYU alumni yes. reunion, if yeah. you will. <laughs> and it's it's wild because sometimes we'll end up doing the same movie the same week, not even knowing it. The, yeah. the connection is there in the ether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over to you, Sleepover Cinema. Hey everyone, this is Hannah here. And Audrey. And we are the co-hosts of Sleepover Sleepover Cinema. Cinema. And you may remember us from our episode of Movies That Raised Us where we covered Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion or when um, Movies That Raised Us came on Sleepover Cinema to talk about Easy A. And we're so excited to be back to be participating in the Stardazzle Awards. Yes, and we're even more excited because we got the Young Leading Lady of the Year category. <laughs> so here are the nominees. The nominees for Young Leading Lady of the Year are Andrea Carson, Motocrossed, Casey Carlisle, Ice Princess, Lainey Boggs, She's All That, Annie and Hallie, The Parent Trap, Bella Swan, Twilight, and Georgia Nicholson, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. And the award for Young Leading Lady of the Year goes to... Annie and Hallie, The Parent Trap. A double win. Oh my gosh. I guess uh, The Parent Trap is getting three awards yeah they're doing very well three dazzles dazzies yeah we couldn't nominate just hallie or just annie we had to both had to have them together um helmed by the incredible Lindsay lohan she did an amazing job playing these two characters and making them really different yeah i think it's a pretty like incredible feat for a young actress Mm -hmm. um and she's holding her own with other adult actors in the film yeah Props to her. No, I'm I'm very happy that they won. Uh, obviously, yeah. we love all of our leading ladies, but Annie and Hallie are definitely special. I would have to agree. And now, one of our highest anticipated categories, the respectful king of the year. We we talk a lot, you know, through the year as we're doing movies. Could this be a respectful king? We're always looking to who we're going to nominate. We're always, we always keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. So this has been curated over many, many months over the past year. And uh, I feel really great about our list of nominees. Uh, before we proceed, obviously want to pay respects to our current reigning Respectful King of the Year, Raymond the Lifeguard. Yes, Raymond. He ended up being a merchandise icon. Mm-hmm. He ended up in a TikTok yeah. That went pretty pretty far and wide. Yes, it did. It did. People love Raymond the Lifeguard. And so, you know, he theoretically is passing the torch mm-hmm. on to the new respectful king. Yes. A respectful king, it's the kind of person, you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. They're just so kind, not just to, you know, the main gal, but also to, to everybody, you know? They are respectful of your time. They're respectful of your space. They're respectful of your love. Yeah. I think that 
what really sets a respectful king apart. It's it is what they do, but part of it is what they don't do, and they don't make mm. you second guess yourself. Yes, you know they don't make you, I guess, search for those breadcrumbs of affection. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they make it known how they feel, and they leave space for you to do with that mm-hmm. what you will. No pressure. But this is where I am, and I'm available to you should you need it. Uh, and we had to have Yayan Cook as the presenter uh. for Respectful King of the Year. Ayan has an amazing TikTok presence. Yes. We did a great episode for Wild Child with them. So funny. Definitely recommend listening. And mm-hmm. Yayan, take it over. Hello, hello, hello. It is Yarn Cook here, lover of all things fictional male, and I am here today to present the award for Respectful King of the Year. Let's take a look at the nominees, shall we? First up, Andrew Jacoby, The Princess Diaries 2, Sean Matthews, Last Holiday, Dave Rogalski, Gilmore Gales, Troy Bolton, High School Musical 3, Gary Hallett in Practical Magic and Ian Wallace What a Girl Wants and the award for Respectful King of the Year goes to Andrew Jacoby The Princess Diaries 2 Mr. Andrew Jacoby You know I thought that Dave Rogalski <sighs> might have run away with it, but they, yeah, the people said Andrew Jacoby. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised, especially because that is a movie that we did so recently. But I mean, Andrew, I think, is one of the most respectful, respectful kings I've ever seen. It's truly commendable. He almost became a king. He did. He did <laughs> right almost there. become a literal respectful yeah. king. He is so thoughtful. Yeah. I think. From the proposal to their engagement announcement when he, like, picks up the mm-hmm. flowers because um, Mia picks up the flowers accidentally after almost knocking it mm-hmm. over. Like, I think he really just kind of – like, things like that – I'm, like, up on my soapbox. Things like that are just <laughs> intuitively thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't learn that, you know? No, no. It's, it's instinct. Yeah. And Andrew really exemplifies – all the qualities that we're looking for in a respectful king. And I'm very happy to see him wearing the crown this year. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well. I can't believe we're at the final category this I evening. I know. It's crazy. So many amazing wins. Mm-hmm. So many laughs. So many tears. So many screams of joy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fear. <laughs> Any snubs? I don't know. That's up to your personal Ooh. opinion. But yeah, we would love to hear. Mm-hmm. If you think anyone got snubbed? Yeah. Do I wish the twenty-seven dresses montage one? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, can't all be winners, unfortunately. Yeah. But maybe next year I'll vote. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I did vote. I voted. I'm. Surprised I guess I just vote. thought that we were abstaining because we're like the people who like count the votes. You know, that's true. But I mean, it's not like a, a fucking election. Like I should have just voted. <laughs> yeah, next year, next year you can yeah, vote. We'll get yeah. him next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we are ending off the night with a very important category, and we wanted to be the ones to present it. Yeah, this year. 
The last category we have for you is leading lady of the year. And for us, the leading ladies are just immortalizing some of the best characteristics that we could Mm -hmm. possibly learn from our favorite nostalgic films. You know, Vivian Ward teaches us to be authentic and that being yourself at the end of the day is how you're going to be happy. Yes. We also have Rachel Chu from Crazy Rich Asians who teaches us what it means to stand up for yourself and uh, know what it is to demand respect. Mm. And to love boldly. Exactly. Yes. Georgia Bird, one of the bravest people in the face Mm. of adversity, finding out that you have a life-threatening disease and then just deciding, I'm going to make all my dreams come true. Mm. I'm going to stop living for tomorrow. I'm going to live for today. I'm already getting emotional. We're only halfway through the nominees. (laughs) (laughs) We also have Monica Wright from Love and Basketball. Mm -hmm. She teaches us what it is to go after your passion, to be ambitious, but also to know what it is to love somebody and fight for that too because you need both things in your life. Yeah. She was making money playing in Europe, but she said, I I need to go back home. Like mm-hmm. home is where the heart is. Exactly. We have Mia Thermopolis who teaches us that even in the un- most unexpected roles we find ourselves in, we can rise to the occasion mm. and maybe forge our own path instead of really just like following the one that's laid out for us. Yeah. And last but not least, we have Satine from Moulin Rouge. She teaches us what it is to open yourself up to love, even if you haven't thought you've deserved it in the past. Yeah. And what it means to really sacrifice everything and put everything on the line for that love. And we're metaphorically opening the envelope. Yes. The winner is... Mia Thermopolis. Oh my goodness. A double win in our leading categories for Princess Diaries 2. It's crazy. You must have really loved Princess Diary 2, y'all. Yeah, I mean, I I loved it. I am surprised that it has swept so much considering it was one of the last movies that we did before the end of season two. But maybe it's just super fresh in everybody's mind. Yeah, I think so. I think it's also a really great balance of laughs and Mm -hmm. honesty and like heartbreak and yeah yeah, I think that Anne Hathaway does it all in Mm -hmm. the role of Mia Thermopolis I think that we can see ourselves in her and you know as younger adults you know forming into adults and learning our responsibilities and how to stay you know, true to ourselves and to be kind to other people. Yeah, Mia really is a character that, you know, we got to grow up with in a lot of ways because even though, of course, we're a lot younger (laughs) than Mia is, you know, we got to see her in that more childlike state in the first movie. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was really impactful for both of us watching the second one now being older than Mia is and really just having that new perspective on this journey that she's gone through. Yeah. From, you know, a young 16-year-old girl finding out she's a princess to 
being a literal queen. One of the things I find most like honorable about her is like when she talks to her grandma about Mm -hmm. taking on this role and she's like, you have to get married. Like that is the fact, the reality of the matter. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no matter what, like my portrait's going to be on that wall. Like I'm going to be the next queen of Genovia. And she sacrifices that for her people. Yeah. And it, cause it's not about like, oh, I want to be queen because I want to be queen. She wants to be queen because she wants to help people. Yeah. Wow. Did I just give myself chills? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> wow. Uh, what That's an really amazing great. year. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I think we really had some heavy hitters this season. We really tried to mm-hmm. get in the movies that um, a lot of you wanted us to cover. And yeah. I think that you, that resonated with you. I think you appreciated that. And we definitely want to do more of that in season three. Yeah, we're so excited for what's in store. We're just like so grateful for everything that's happened this past year. The way that the podcast oh, yeah. has grown has been crazy. And we're so grateful to not only have a bunch of new listeners, but also listeners who've stuck around from those rough, rough early episodes. Oh, and my you're gosh. still here. That's crazy. Oh my God. When people say they've listened to everything, like, you know, from the beginning, I'm like, how did you not stop? Like, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And even if you listen to, what, 100 episodes or two, like, we really appreciate you um, just taking the time out. And we really hope you enjoy the podcast because that's why we make it. Exactly. Yeah. And we want to also take a moment to thank all of our incredible presenters who took Mm -hmm. time out of their days to record these lovely little guest spots for us. We appreciate it so much. Yes. It would not be the same without our amazing presenters. Yeah, and we're just looking forward to more movies, more guests, Ooh. more fun little Maybe bonus more episodes things. of Gilmore Girls. Oh my gosh, who we knows? We have some stuff in the pipeline, my friends. And we do, we do. If you want to, you know, follow along with the journey, stay updated. You can always follow us on TikTok at Movies That Raised Us Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us. Remember to turn on the notification alerts. Oh, yes. Add us to your favorites because you can do that now. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. And if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can do that at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the Dazzies this year. Did you hate them? Did you love them? <laughs> Did it Did make you, love you to break up them? with your boyfriend? <laughs> Yeah, did did you you love to hate them? (laughs) Did you win in your star dazzle pool with all your friends? Let us know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We should totally do a star dazzle pool. It'd be really cool. Yeah, let us know. If you guys want a pool next year, we can set that up. We can make that happen. And maybe you can win some sweet, sweet cash. Bada bing, but money, money, money. Money, 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 money. I'm just a baby. I don't have any money. (laughs) Wouldn't be the end of season two without that. (laughs) With that being said, I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.